Welcome back, pal podcast listeners. Glad you guys keep coming back, giving us a chance. Hope you're enjoying these. We got a good one here for today. Of course, we always say we have a good one. The truth is, they always are good. So, glad you guys come back and give us a chance. Um, got a good one. It's uh, Preston Bullock from Jay's Ace Hardware and Summit Ace Hardware in Renz in Sandersville, Georgia. So, enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to the PAL podcast. Glad you guys all could come back. Uh, we got Preston Bullock this week. And uh, Preston, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Uh, yeah, like Blake said, I'm Preston Bullock. I own a couple of Ace stores in Georgia, um, one in Renz, Georgia, Jay's Ace Hardware. And we recently opened in February, about 30 miles south of there in a town called Sandersville, Summit Ace Hardware. and um, I live in California. I manage my stores remotely, and that's a little bit about myself. How does it, how does that work? How do you uh, how do you work, live in California and have stores in Georgia? Um, it wasn't something I did real lightly at all. Um, took a lot of prayer and consideration into it before I did it. Um, spent about four years getting my business where I could do that financially and people wise. And so I didn't do it hastily, and but yeah, it's worked really well actually. A few things that really concerned me about moving away from my business was if my sales would continue to grow, and if my existing team would continue to perform as well as we do. Um, I'm all about having team players and everybody working together, and not being a whole bunch of gossiping, backbiting people. So. Um, in doing the move, it's actually turned out even better than expected. So that's awesome. Um, how often do you get back? Um, every eight to ten weeks. Um, so basically, sometimes once or twice a quarter. This year, obviously, was a lot more since opening up the other store. I was there for the first six months. I was probably there on an average of once a month. But now it's been three months, and I go next week. So. Been a little longer now, but I would assume you're going to uh, stay for the show. Yeah, the most definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll be there for a few days before, and then be there for the show and head home. Gotcha. Now, you're, are you are you bringing anyone to the show this year with from your staff? Yeah, I am. Um, my dad does outside sales, so he's obviously going to come to learn more about how he can sell more stuff to more people and what he can sell them. And my manager who manages both stores, Mitch Woods, he's coming with me. And then we are we do bring um our customer service leader who's a step below Mitch um for both stores. They will come for one day. Gotcha. Uh did you get did you grow up in the business or is it something uh you, you were bought into or your dad bought into? I know your dad's part of it. Yeah. Um I live, breathe, and sleep hardware all of my life um, pretty well. Uh, after school, uh, my dad would send someone to pick us up from school, me and my sister and my brother. Uh, my dad started our business 27 years ago now, and um, my brother and my sister were in school. I wasn't in school yet. I was only two. So he would, even back then, just when he was getting started, he had no employees, so it was just him and my mom. And he would send my mom to go get the kids from school and bring them to work. 
and of course I was I started re-merchandising when I was two. <laughs> so and then um, you know time progressed. Like I said, every um, almost every day after school I'd be back at the store working, work my bottom, work from the bottom up, literally doing everything from sweeping the floors to my first job was just picking up cigarette butts in the um, parking lot. So that's where I started at. Does everybody in Georgia smoke? Back then it was more of a thing. Now it's a whole <laughs> lot less. So uh, that's good. Uh, did you go like Did you go off to school and come back, or did you uh, just go straight into working there? So I had a really unique um, schooling. We I went to a private school where we only go to eighth grade. So I graduated with a high school equivalent. Uh, diploma at age 14. So, and then I did not go to college, and our college was get your butt to work. So, we went to work in the business when I was 14, full time. And at that point, we also had a restaurant and bakery a quarter mile down the road. And so, we'd work all day there, and then in the evenings, we'd go work at the restaurant every weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. We'd work 16 hour days at least. So, that's how I grew up. And then uh, in my spare time, quote-unquote, my days off and weekends, I uh, started my own detailing business. My brother sell, buys and sells cars, so I detailed cars. So that was sort of my how I got my further education was just in the business and starting my own business. Man. 16-hour days, that's crazy. Talk about child labor laws somewhere there, but we ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> Well, uh, we won't we won't talk about it. We don't get your dad in trouble. <laughs> oh man, see what was I doing when I was fourteen? Uh, taking naps all afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wasn't graduating high school at fourteen or whatever. On a side note, yeah. we just had uh, a can of paint come in our store. From 1999, she had it mixed in 1999. Wow! So it, that was the year. That was the year I graduated high school. So you're you're old, Blake. But what what uh, have you had any stories, Preston, of of helping a customer 20 years ago or whenever it was, and and they remembering you and when you were a little kid? Um. I can't recollect any stories. I was trying to think about that this morning, but I, I I do know some vendors that they've known me since I was a little kid. The um, Motorola vendor um, that sells Motorola radios at the show, he's like, every time he sees me, he gives me a big hug. And he says, <laughs> every time he tells me, he's like, I remember when you were just a little bitty kid and coming to the hardware shows. And um, so that's one that, you know, I think of a lot. But, um, you know, I had a lot of fun in the hardware business growing up in it. I uh, Used to help customers on rollerblades and scooters, and um, <laughs> I think I, I helped my first customer when I was eight years old. So my sister did her first; she helped her first customer when she was seven. So. Yeah. What yeah? Uh, what do you love about it? Why why do you keep staying in it? What's what motivates you at those stores? Mm. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I ask myself that often. I love it. I love the um, the details and retail. That's really what it is. Um, I love all the details of retail. I love continuing to learn about it. 
and how we can do it better. Um, I've, I have never had a point that I was burnt out or ready to quit. Um, if I'm more of the kind that if the tough happens to me, I get going. And then I really, you know, I get the passion to keep going. And I guess to me, it's, um, you know, I look forward to making plenty of money in the business like we all do. And that obviously is part of the driver, but then what is the money going to do for me more than anything? Um, and and I sat down and, and look at this every few months and say, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing? And it's because of my family. It's because I want to leave my my parents with a good, solid retirement one day if they ever do decide to retire. And then also for my family, I, I have a lot of memories of traveling all over. I've been to every state in the United States of America and most of the Canadian provinces all before I got married 10 years ago. So I have a lot of great memories of traveling, and I'd love to have those kind of memories with my kids. Obviously, it takes money to make memories. So I would love – that's sort of my driving factor is to make memories with my family while I have time. Um, when are you going to open a store in California so you can get your kids to start working 16-hour days? <laughs> well, the oldest one's eight, so he's coming up to – he's not too far away from getting his butt to work, but out here he doesn't get out of school until he's 16, so we've got another eight years. So. Um, <laughs> you get, get thrown we'll, in jail out there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens here. Um, I'd love to have one open next year, but, uh, yeah, the, the Sandersville option came up, and I took advantage of it because I've been wanting to get in that market for at least four or five years now. And uh, so I jumped on that before I pursued anything here. But there is opportunity here. So, uh, what What's some stuff you've learned about uh, yourself as you run those stores uh, that you've changed or you along the way? Like, oh, man, I didn't know I was bad at that or good at that. Oh, well, the first is math. I sucked <laughs> at math. Um, I think I my average, I looked at my report cards the other day in the last two grades when I was in school was about 85. Um, and I've learned a tremendous amount about running a business on the financial side. Um, I haven't made all the right decisions, but um, enough right decisions that I'm, I'm here talking to you today. So, you know, that to me is a big feat from my standpoint um, that I never thought I could probably live up to that. I wanted to, but to to learn all that has been a tremendous, um, a, really a, a great thing in my life to learn all that at a young age. So, I mean, just to give a little background, you know, we, we were with a different co-op for 19 years, and they did not give us near the support that ACE gives us. And during that time that we were with them, we had a fire in our store and back in 2009. Um, literally one month after I got married, there was a fire in the store. We, we, we sell baby chickens every spring. And um, basically the pen that they were in caught fire. Got to 900 degrees in our store, so you can imagine all everything plastic is very much melted. Everything metal is rusty. And luckily they put it out before the whole thing burned down, I guess luckily. And however, the it was right during the recession and the bank said that, that well we had a loan obviously with a bank on the inventory they said that they would like to take all the money to apply toward the loan and they left us with ten thousand dollars out of 
about $700,000 in inventory. So it was, you know, and back then it wasn't just super easy to go find another bank. So that was about the time um, me and dad partnered, and I had no idea what I was getting into. But once I got into it, and I needed to learn. And so basically I did a whole business turnaround. It was it was not hugely profitable before. There were some months, some some years of not making money at all. And um, to turn that around, I've learned a tremendous amount of knowledge dealing with bankers and negotiating with insurance companies and et cetera, et cetera. So that's been huge. What are some of the things you uh, you did to turn it around? Cut expenses. I literally spent a solid year sitting in an office with a list of expenses to cut. And obviously, I worked the floor and did some other stuff too, but right. pretty well – I spent uh, most of my year sitting there cutting expenses, calling this vendor, cutting back this, this, this. In one year, I cut over $600,000 in expenses, Jeez. which, you know, that's one store. So you can imagine a little bit how overexpensed we were. So I took our expenses down to 200000 a year. Um, you know, obviously, some of those have had to increase as, you know, you'd start doing more business. Our business was decreasing during that time because – we had a um we were heavy into contractor business and we lost over 200 grand overnight during that whole fire episode as well um on the books we had 200 grand that people walked away from so we basically changed our whole business model from a lot of contractor to zero contractor we had three delivery trucks on the road to zero today um besides our b2b now um and we focused more on your do it yourself walk in customer and um, later on, we grew the B2B business much later on. But, so really just c- keeping an eye on expenses, and then later on, I grew grew sales. How, bi- how big are the towns? How big is Renz, and where was the other one at? San- uh, Sandersville. Renz is 2,400 population in this mm-hmm. town, but we're in a county where we're 30 miles or more to Lowe's Home Depot. So our county, we basically pull from the whole county. We have 16,000 people. Um, our typically we do about 120 to 150 transactions a day, and more on the weekends. And then on Sandersville, that's a town of 6,400. Gotcha. What's uh, what's something unique about your stores that you like? Well. I was going to be cliche and just say, you know, customer service. But <laughs> we do. I, I am very passionate about customer service. I, I, I pound it into my people's head all the time that if we don't provide customer service, we just get nothing, you know. Um, I think besides that, as far as like a certain category, we do appliances, and that has done fairly well for us. We've done that for about three years now. Um, we started out with a Sears store within a store concept and then we obviously went direct to Whirlpool and started buying direct. But we do that in both stores and it's done well. You repair them as well? Uh we do not, but we refer them to a good local repairman. That's gotcha. Um what would you uh how would you describe your leadership style? Um you should ask my manager that. <laughs> um, 
I have been. Are you very hands on? I have been very much trying to back away. Um, I would tend to. I used to not micromanage, but when you have a few employees that are supposed to be doing their job well and they're your top employees and they don't do it well, um, you tend to micromanage. But now that I have some really good people in, in play now, and I just need to, I keep telling myself every day, quit micromanaging. I told my manager the other day when I said something, you know, I worried that he wasn't getting something done, which he was. He was getting it done. And uh, I said, from now on, whenever I'm micromanaging, just send me a little helicopter emoji because that's what he says. I'm, I'm helicoptering around him every time I micromanage. <laughs> so I said, just send me an emoji and don't don't tell me I'm micromanaging. Just send me that and I'll quit. I'll leave you alone. But I tried, I'm trying to back away. Um, I just talked to a retailer not long ago that literally their owners have nothing to do with the store. And they literally let their managers run the store. And have, they've done that for over 20 years. I'm like, okay, I need to take a little bit out of their playbook and do that for myself. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you want to do some of that. I question sometimes not being in the stores at all. But, uh, but yes, that's definitely, I think that's something we should all work for, work towards is letting those managers run the stores. And we get to run the businesses. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm big about working on the business, not in it. I mean, that's obviously why I'm living where I'm living and working on it that way. So, do you have like cameras so you can uh, see them from a long ways away? I started out that way, but if you want to micromanager people, put cameras. (laughs) I I was constantly doing it. My wife was like, "You got to quit. You got to quit looking at this." So, I turned them off. I said, "I can't do that anymore." That's a good idea. So, what do you do all day? Uh, pretty well, just, uh, I don't know, playing games, go golfing. Just yeah. kidding. Lots of naps. No, nothing much. No, I, um, I actually, I have an office, um, outside of my house, um, that I go to and I literally look at a computer screen all day. I, right now we've been working on an extensive, um, clean up the store. We're fixing to, uh, add on to our Ren store next year. And so we're pulling all the non-discovery and dead items, um, you know, that are slow movers uh, out of the store and closing those out. So I've been helping manage that process, make sure we're pulling what we can and transferring some to the other store where it's selling better, um, certain items like that. Um, beyond that, yeah, I work on the business. I do all the financial bookkeeping. I don't have a secretary. Um, that was one of the expenses I cut and I never put back, and I'll be hard-pressed to do it because the day and age where things are streamlined, you hardly need a whole secretary just sitting there doing book work. So I manage that whole thing. I let somebody else do the reconciling because that takes a lot of time. But beyond that, I um, handle all the bookkeeping. And, yeah, keep an eye on expenses, work on that occasionally where I can cut. Um, But between working on the business and um, come up with fresh ideas for the business and going back there and when I come back from Georgia, I have – two pages of stuff to work on and it keeps me busy. So, <laughs> well, What do you think are some key aspects for um, the long-term health of Ace and or just hardware stores in general? What what do you think we should start focusing on that we're not focusing on? Um, I really like the way the direction we're going with the new format of store. 
what's that called? Is it called neighborhood or I can't remember what they call it. Cornerstone. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a step in the right direction. Um, I think our stores need to become more than just a hardware store. Um, you know, people tend to think of us as just having hardware, but we have many stores have a lot more and different things in them. And um, I, I like the way that they sort of intermingle some of those things together with that cornerstone format. Um, and then I think technology. I think we could, could go a lot further in technology than what we are. Um, whether it's further development in Epicor, I feel like Epicor is sort of in a holding pattern with everything they're doing. Um, I feel like if we had some better technologies down that line, um, we utilize a lot of the Epicor features, like um, all of my sales crew has the um, mobile manager app, or well, maybe not mobile manager, mobile lookup. Some of them have mobile manager, and that way, you know, they can scan stuff wherever they're at. Even my cashiers have the mobile lookup, so that way they can help customers away from the desk. But, you know, I, I, I envision the future of a hardware store, you know, I have this crazy idea that it would be cool if one day we could do away with having to have a cashier stand there and literally check out customers from an iPad wherever you're at in the store. Um, something down that line, I've toyed with that idea constantly, how we can work that out where it worked, but cash seems to be the problem. You, unless you have little coin purses with you, that's going to be a challenge. But I would love to see something like that in the future. So there's a couple ideas. Um, what was I say? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, man. I am old. Dang it, Ryan. <laughs> hey, Preston, are you using anything that ACE doesn't recommend for technology? Mm, I don't – the only technology we're using, like, um, it would be through Epicor, though. Um, we use the mobile point of sale. Um, I've used it some with my outside salespeople. Um, and um, I'm trying to think what else we use that for, but I had it on a tablet we used as well in the garden area. But um, beyond that, we use, as far as apps we use that work well, we use Trello to keep up with, like, all the cashier jobs. They have a Trello list they check off daily. And that's really about it as far as, yeah, technology goes. I remember to ask you. Do you uh... – you just allow everybody on the floor to carry their phones around. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I've tried both ways, and finally I realized we're, you know, in the 2000s. We're not in the 19s anymore. <laughs> it's time to move forward. So, I mean, you know, we obviously have some things in play that, you know, hey, if you're using it too much for personal, we're going to say something. But right. we, hardly ever, we hardly ever have to say anything. So. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we do the same here, too. We let everybody uh, carry their phone around. but. Uh, I've been looking at my cameras and noticed too many people have to register on it, so we might restrict it at the register. So, One thing I like about it, especially given my sales team the access to mobile manager, they have access to the sales, mm. and on every Saturday we do what we call as a super Saturday. And for every percent we're up in in-store sales over last Saturday, the same Saturday, they each of the customer service get a dollar for every percent. So okay. it's, it drives them to, you know, sell more stuff. And yeah. since since we've done that, um, almost 
almost every Saturday has been up for two years now. Oh, interesting. So. it's a good idea. Write that one down, Ryan. I'm, I'm going to, yeah. When you go back and listen to this, because you do, right? You go back and listen to these podcasts. Once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you do to continue to make your, help yourself grow? Uh, are you reading books, listening to podcasts, um, watching speakers or whatever, TED Talks? Um, several things. So I read books, obviously, um, when I have the time to do that. With three kids at home, it's not very easy, <laughs> but um, as you well know. So beyond that, um, I also am enrolled in a free video that everybody should get. It literally helps change your life. It's called DarrenDaily.com, and it's uh, Darren Hardy is a motivational speaker slash coach, and I've listened to his stuff for probably almost three years now. Every day he sends out a video Monday through Friday. It's a really good little short video. Um, beyond that, I go to the gym, and you may be like, I'm not talking about physical growth here. I'm, it actually helps mentally a lot as well. Um, whenever I go to the gym, it seems like that um, I, ha- I come up with a lot more great ideas after I'm done at the gym. Um, I've come up with some really game-changer ideas after going to the gym and working out. It seems like it puts you in a peak mental state. And uh, I don't know if you've listened to Tony Robbins before, but he talks about being in peak mental state. And uh, for me, that's what gets me there. So. Hey, Ryan, you, you remember Preston back a couple of years ago, right? He used to own that. He used to own a restaurant too. And uh, the change he's made since he started going to the gym, it's uh, inspiring. He's all swole now and like does pull-ups all the time instead of going, doing other things. It's, uh, well, that's just because he goes to the gym for us too. I mean, he's, he's doing our workouts that we're, we're neglecting. <laughs> well, I go to the gym. I go to the gym. Preston, we'll have a push-up contest in Atlanta, okay? That sounds good. I can do 60 in a minute last time I okay. checked, so I'm gonna you better start prepping. <laughs> okay, let's have a uh, Denver kind of contest. <laughs> Let, let's, uh, let's do 80-yard sprints. How about that? I'll be up for that. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Yards. Yeah, we can, we'll, be on the, we'll be on the football field. So, we'll, uh, And Ryan, by the way, Ryan is bringing his referee uniform. Yeah, that, that's my question, Preston. So, on the for the general session, should I wear my my referee uniform for the football field, or should I wear my Green Bay Packer overalls, my bibs? <laughs> I like the Green Bay Packer idea. That's cool. Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, are you uh are you, are you in charge of the marketing for the store too? Do you do all your Facebook and all that? I do not. Um, I let my manager do that. I I did have Soshi um up. Actually, I still have Sochi for my main store, um, but I'm fixing to drop out of that contract. That I had the full-on contract where they do the, all the marketing for you. Right. Um, for probably oh, all of our years we've been in business, my sister did the marketing up until about two years ago, and then she got too busy with her businesses, um, and so I hired Sochi to do the whole marketing thing but um my manager recently graduated from college about three or four months ago no it's been longer than that six months ago and he um majored in marketing so he's like hey you save the expense give it to me i want to do all your facebook marketing 
Um, we have grown extensively. We have a thousand followers, over a thousand now, in the town of 2400. And the other Facebook page, obviously, we're still trying to grow it. But um, yeah, it's, I think that's the future. I keep telling my people that that's the future of advertising. We've tried circulars again just recently for about three months, and we ditched it again. Um, they just the return on investment's not there. So you don't do any circulars at all? Not at all. We we quit. Uh, we didn't do any last year, and my business was up right around close to sixty percent. So, so you're I still you're still doing all the sales in the store, just yep, not circulars. Yeah, yeah, they're not physically mailing them out. And so in this year, we were convinced to try it again, and I tried it with both stores. Like I said, tried it for three or four months, and I you know I surveyed my team on the floor and I you know, looked at the numbers of what it was costing us and there was not enough increase there to make it worth it. So. Mm. Ryan, what do you guys do? Do you, uh, we're still in an older community that wants to see that paper copy. Mm. So we're, we're looking to get out of it, but it's just, it's too hard right now with the, the communities we're, we're in. Are you in a, are you doing it in a paper or are you doing it like direct mail? Paper. Yeah. One one thing we do as far as marketing goes that really works is we do, you know, we're fully opting on every Ace Reward mailer there is. And for our REN store, we have like, oh, we have 12,000 Ace Reward members in the town of 2,400. So that the Ace Reward stuff has really done well for that store. And our scan rate's right around 90%. So You have 12,000 in a town of 2,400. That's correct, yep. So obviously it's not. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. knock you there. So we, we got <laughs> we got we got several surrounding towns. I mean, obviously our, our county is 16,000. So again, we pull most of the counties. So that's that yeah. makes up that's the difference. That's good. Right? Uh, you said yeah. You said there's 16,000 in county. So that's pretty. That's pretty good. Oh man. Um, do you? Uh, yeah, we talked about this with a couple other people. The re Google reviews and uh, the, the reviews you get off of the uh, OSAT scores or whatever they are. Uh, how do you uh, handle some of those if they're bad reviews? Boy, um, if it's a bad mystery shop, um, for sure, I I definitely um, we use Voxer as, a, as an app to communicate. Um, it's like a walkie-talkie app. Um, we have like customer service all in a group for each store. We have all the store employees all in one group and the different groups set up. So. I'll definitely put a shout out if it's a really good one. I'll do a shout out about that on there. If it's bad, I'll obviously individually talk to each employee and have them explain why we got a bad one. Um, a reviews, I haven't ran across a ton of bad reviews. Um, if I have them, they're older. So I don't really, um, you know, go too crazy on them because usually they're good. We just got a really good one the other day I shared with the team. So, What was it? Um, somebody went above and beyond and spent quite a while making a key for a customer. We use the at the new store there. We have the whole Duracell program, and it's done really well for that store, actually. And um, the customer was just really impressed how David went above and beyond and took care of them and made sure that everything worked and all that. So. We got a uh, we had a a bad review the other day. Somebody reviewed us on Google and said our music was rancid, which it was it was 80s day, 
And so, uh, sorry if you like 80s music <laughs> or don't, don't like 80s music. So that was basically the review. So, like, sorry, man. You, you wasted your time typing that one, eh? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, just music. Sorry. I have a hard time with mystery shops more than anything else. Like, you know, they should have gotten a hunt in my books, according to this, to all the questions asked and everything, the employees should have got a hundred and they got like a, maybe a 98 or 97 because they missed one little thing, you know, by saying, I recommend, you know, they, right. they, yeah. I'm yeah. like, come on, forget this. So I, I'll override that and say, Hey, we got a hundred percent. And, you know, when when they get 100%, we give each of our employees a $10. Um, so each one that was on the mystery shop, a $10 gift card. Um, and then our store leader, Mitch, for every 100% mystery shop for the store for the month, so for each store, he gets 250 bucks. Oh. So so it's definitely, you know, he, it, it helps him to strive to make sure his people are trained to do what they're supposed to do to make sure we're taking care of every customer every time. And you're just uh, cutting expenses and tossing money back out of your people. Okay. <laughs> well, it keeps them motivated. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, what kind of pat? What kind of things are you into outside of hardware stores? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, besides there, working is, out, we know working out. Yeah. That that's my hobby. That's what's between hobby? those two. That's literally between meal prepping, taking care of the family, and going and going to the gym and going to work. That's my life pretty well. That's, I literally don't have much. My hobby might be having some people over every once in a while, but that's, I, I used to do, um, my hobby was firefighting for 10 years. I was on two departments, volunteer, and I loved and enjoyed that. Um, it, you know, sort of broke up my day because, you know, the call would go out and I'd be at work. I'd leave work and go to the call. Um, there was good and bad in that, obviously, um, but it was nice to be of service to the community. Um, but when I moved, obviously, I couldn't be on them anymore unless I rejoin here, and it's a lot bigger deal here. It's a lot more calls, and I don't think I'd ever work anymore if I did that. So, yeah. uh, What kind of value do you get out of networking with uh, other retailers, such as PAL or I know you were in research and some other things? What's this PAL you talk about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, no. cut them off. Cut them off. We're done. <laughs> uh no it's great it really is um I, I i tell myself every time i leave a networking event that i need to attend to every one if at all possible but sometimes life gets in the way um i really really enjoy the pal meetings i've been to um i haven't been to the recent ones and i regret every time i don't go um but i think they're a really really great way to meet other people that are like-minded um, I love the Pinnacle Conference as well because you get in a room full of progressive people and you can't always find progressive retailers on the street. Um, a lot of ones I've ran into, they literally, status quo is good to go, and I am the polar opposite of that. So it's I, I enjoy talking to other retailers and learning from them, wherever that might be, the A show or wherever, so. Um, we just went. We just got back from the hardware conference this last weekend. Um, I wasn't just hugely impressed with it. I had a lot of vendors there. 
Um, every time we sat down at a table to eat a meal, we ended up at a table full of vendors. So the the retailers, I didn't get to interact very much with them. Um, so it was our tenth it was our tenth anniversary as well. So you know I wasn't exactly with all the retailers all the time. Um, but I think Powell and is, is a priority for me, and then also the Pinnacle Conference is a big priority. We're pushing hard to get both of our stores that whole pinnacle performance sheet we want the whole thing to be green by the end of the year for both stores so good how new is that the new store you just opened it this year didn't Feb- you? uh yeah the last week of february we opened yeah. that's pretty good to go uh get your ace rewards up to 60 percent that quick pretty pretty good yeah we're we're scanning on average about 80 percent right now so is that wow. it jeez <laughs> Uh, that makes me feel bad now. I gotta do better. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell you a little tip on that while we're on that topic, and that is what we do to get those numbers high is for every day that a cashier hits ninety eight percent, even if they work a half a day, they get five bucks. So they they push hard to get to that. It's just five bucks. But still, you get five bucks three days, four days a week. You know, it's some extra change they can pick up. So, and especially if they're working half a shift. So, they don't always hit it, but they do push hard toward it. Are you given? Well, let's back up. How many rewards are you giving out? Like, what other rewards are you doing? You mean as far as as far in 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 the store because you're doing the what was the the two hundred fifty the mystery shop. The dollar over percent wise on Saturdays, the Mr. Shop for your manager, and then the Ace Rewards. What else? Right. Are you doing? Any, are you doing anything else? So I'll yeah I'll break them down. So like like I said, the cashiers they do five bucks for every time they hit ninety eight percent. I'm only giving out between both stores. I'm probably only giving out maybe three of those a week. Um, so we're talking 15 bucks. Right. Um, and then as far as the store leader, um, he actually has a multi thing targets to hit in a month. Um, it's based on for our existing store we've had for a while. Um, it's 10% increase over the same month the year before, only on in-store sales because B2B can jack that up sometimes. Yeah. So if he gets 10%, he gets 250 bucks in sales, I mean, in, in dollars for 10% increase. And then if he hits the, um, for like when the, the new year, new year starts, um, we start over on getting pinnacle. Um, once we hit pinnacle, he gets 250 bucks for that. So it may take him four months, five months to get the pinnacle. So he doesn't get that 250 bucks until he hits it. After Pinnacle is hit, then it is store grading. So we have a store grading sheet we've R&D ripped off and duplicated from someone else. And as long as he gets a 90 to 95% grading from me, so when I come there and visit, he'll walk through the store. If I give it a 90 to 95%, he gets another 250 bucks. If he hits are, all, if he hits all three metrics, so if he, he hits 100% mystery shop, he does the 10% sales increase, 
and he either hits pinnacle or gets a 90 95%, he gets extra 250 bucks, so he can get up to $1,000 a month. So every month you're doing the pinnacle, or is it just one month? Like, because he only hit uh, pinnacle. pinnacle. Yeah, so, so let's say let's say January, February, March, he doesn't hit pinnacle. He doesn't uh-huh. get any, anything for that metric for those three months. And then April, he hits pinnacle, then he gets 250 bucks, and then the next month, we swap over to store grading for the rest of the year. Oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, what... Can you do what's what's the some of the things you grade them on, on your store grading? Everything from outside trash in the parking lot, you know, cleanliness of lawn and garden, to inside the store name tags, vests on the people, um, you know, store cleanliness, orderliness of of the store, our items priced, um, all the details retail, even the back off the um, back space where we get all our Orders in, is it clean, is it orderly? Um, yeah, we'll do a full walkthrough. And I do that with, um, when I visit, I do it with my DM for Ace so he can give his input and myself. And Mitch does it as well, sort of grading himself. I like that. All right, all right, send it to me. I want to see it. <laughs> sure, I'll do it. Yeah, me too, definitely. I'll do yeah. it. That's awesome, man. That's uh do you do any more uh do you do that's uh do you have any other perks for your uh employees, uh, other ones? Yeah, so we just started a couple that um have turned out real well and that is we pick out a red hot buy item or a overstock item. We found red hot buys to work the best and we put them up at the counter with the cashier. We said, Look, we gotta sell the fool out of this this month. And whoever sells the most of this item, and we can put it, all the stores against each other. So we put all the cashiers from both stores all in one bucket, and we say whoever can sell the most gets 10 or 20 bucks. We pick, we pick a number as leadership, and you get that in the month if you sell the most of these. So, like, the great stuff is this month, and um, I ordered a whole pallet, 144, split it between the two stores. And uh, last month we did the the um, um, buy one get one on the roach and wasp and stuff killer and we've sold tons of that last month we would have never sold without this program right so are you ordering on purpose like you're picking it out ahead or are you just something you're like uh we got a lot of this let's sell this uh some of both we pick out sometimes or if if we don't feel like buying a whole bunch of stuff in we'll we'll um pick an overstock but like I said, the red hot buys have worked the best, so we're trying to go that route from here on forward. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, do you do? Are you giving insurance to your people? Nope, no nope. insurance. No, nope. yeah. no 401ks. What's your What's your turnover like? Um, it depends on what day you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually hasn't been bad lately. Um, when we opened a new store, uh, I learned one thing from opening a new store. One of the things I learned, learned a lot of things, but one of them is hire about twice as many people as you need, and um, half of them don't fit your organization. Um, so I learned that the hard way, and I was scrambling trying to find help later on. Um, so we've had quite a bit the first part of the year, but now that's – slowed way off. We haven't had anybody leave. 
and the people that have left, we've had to actually get rid of them. We had one guy stealing Yeti coolers and sell them on Facebook, and I saw him on Facebook and caught him. Um, and then another lady just was a yeah, real gossiper. I, I can't put up a gossip. If you're going to gossip on my payroll, you can do it for somebody else. Yeah. So. Um, I probably need to start wrapping this up here soon. Yeah. Uh, what What is your favorite store you visited? Outside of your own, because I know your own's oh, your favorite store. So, <laughs> well, Blake, I'd say yours if I've been there, but I haven't been there yet. Yeah, um, you wouldn't say that once you've been here. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably the coolest one is um, in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was voted one of the coolest Ace stores. Um, it's Blackhawk Ace, huge store, thirty, forty thousand square feet, something like that, and uh, really nice. Has basically everything in it um probably not my ideal store if i was going to put in one but i mean it's it's cool and it does really well for him i literally spent a whole day with the owner there um looking at his business advisor and he let me get down and dirty with his business so it was really fun to learn about how a bigger business works and so that's yeah. my favorite that's good that's good that you know some the owners have been around uh have helped i've, I've had plenty of owners help me along my way and learning learning things and that's that's great about i'm sure it happens a lot of business but ace in particular i've noticed that they're pretty willing to help people out um who should we talk to for a podcast oh boy the hassets you need to interview them okay we'll put they, them on got, our list they've got the recipe for success it looks like to me I've talked. To, I went to a store and talked to him before, and he's been super helpful. Okay. Um, now the last thing is super important: is your your new youngest kid. Now, what's the middle name of your youngest kid? I can't remember. Oh yes, Blake. William oh, okay. Blake. Yes, most definitely. I I pushed hard for Blake, man. I I really did. I there's I only know two Blakes, and both of them are these cool, suave, rich dudes. <laughs> so. Yeah. I was like, I totally got to, gotta, you know, I believe names are powerful. I believe you name your kid and that sort of follows them through life. So, but uh, I did not win. So, suave and rich. I mean, it's... <laughs> Preston, you just like climb, you're like top of my ladder now. You're like, you're my, you're my best friend. So, okay, good. <laughs> I'll call you next week. I'm going to some money. Oh, yeah, then. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I need to be calling you. Uh, uh, anyways, we appreciate it, Preston. It's always good to talk to you. And uh, yeah, thanks yeah, a lot. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that things are going well. And uh, I'm sorry to hear about your sister too. So I, I know you've been going through some rough stuff, but uh, we appreciate you getting on, taking the time for us. So well, thanks, thanks so much. Appreciate yep. it. You all guys have a good day. Yep. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.